and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. We definitely haven't just re-recorded this because I got the title of the show wrong. <laughs> My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. How are you today? I'm well, how are you? Oh, Chipper. I know, I just had a coffee so that must be it. <laughs> oh, Hyper, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so big. And welcome to episode 11 of season 3. <laughs> just keep that pausing. <laughs> I would definitely shorten that pause because that was a long pause while I had to look up what episode number it was. It's all going so well. Um, <laughs> what happened last time, MC? By the way, this is Transatlantic Part 1. Yes. Um, what did happen? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. There was a big fight in the mansion. Mm-hmm. Seemingly soulless hordes of... I just trying to think of another word begins with S. Um, but I can't. Samurai. Something samurai. I mean, that's what they're called. You can call them that. It's yeah, not racist. Yeah, but I was trying to soulless... Yeah, whatever. Soulless, anyway. simple, soggy samurais. Those damn soggy samurai <laughs> uh, came, descended on the mansion, a hundred strong, <laughs> to kill the gang, um, and they got killed instead. And then uh, Hirato comes along, big villain that he is, yeah. and he's all like, haha, there were actually people. And they were like, no, but they were born killers. And then he made them take their masks off. And they went, oh, no, they're not born killers. I can tell that by looking at their faces somehow. Yeah, it was very confusing, wasn't it? As it was. to what the big reveal was. I the, guess they the, were ordinary men rather that than was the train killers. That was what yeah. you were going for. 16, 15, whatever year old you were, you was trying to go like, oh, no, they killed. They think they killed a bunch of villains, but they're actually just ordinary guys who are... Yeah. Uh, trained as samurai and given swords and told to go kill four people <laughs> in by themselves in a mansion. Yes, see, it makes perfect sense when you say it like that. <laughs> hey, that guy had a nectar card. Oh no, I killed him. <laughs> anyway, I have absolutely no idea what this episode is about because the title is really weird. It Transatlantic. Is. They're getting on holiday or something? Or I, I reckon they might just run. Maybe, or maybe, maybe there's a mission in a different country. Oh, maybe. Or maybe. Let's find out, because we mm. can guess as much as we like, but there's mm. only one way to find out, and it's to read this horrible thing I wrote years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait. <laughs> it's Transatlantic. Transatlantic. Fuck. It's Transatlantic Part 1. Previously on Tomorrow Gason. Don't be stupid. Jay replied, This thing came from hell. I don't think a couple of bullets are going to kill it. Shut up, Jay! Louise snapped. Tifa was only trying to help, which is more than you've done today. Jay commenced in shouting back at Louise, and before long, they were knee-deep in a full, blazing row. Tifa, Jay, Louise, Shinokan, MC and Chip, you all have something to worry about because the Tokyo police force are not quite what they seem. Good night! The phone clicked as Chief Inspector Harato hung up. Where did you come from? She asked Chip. Upstairs. Well, it's a good thing you were there. She said. Jay gave Chip a look that didn't exactly say thanks for saving my life. We have to move. Chip said. There are more coming. Guys! Jay protested. Shut up, Jay! MC yelled. It was the most aggressive Louise had ever heard MC, and she didn't like it. Jay stormed back inside, leaving MC Tifa and Louise arguing in the garden. Chip picked up the noose from the floor. The broken glass from the window had caused many tears in the rope, making it useless. Chip pushed the noose under his bed, removing the evidence and the temptation. Jay could feel his body losing its will to keep running, but he knew he had to. A quick glance over his shoulder revealed that he in fact had to run faster, if that was at all possible. Up ahead he saw the bridge he had to cross. The bridge led to an area of the woods he knew very well. 
There was a tree just by the bridge where he had carved the name of his first love, Amy. Is that Amy from Sonic High School? <laughs> yes, this is just a crossover episode. Yes, They're finally. actually going to fly to the land of Sonic. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> also, a little plug for our bonus content, if you haven't you mm. know, caught up on that already. She had then returned the next day to scrub it out. Oh, oh that is like Amy from Sonic High School. Mm. As we left off, you know, she kind of broke Sonic's heart. She did, by refusing to sleep with him. Oh, my God, if you have no idea what we're talking about, I'm not going to explain it. A little further down the river was an old boatyard where Jay had taken his friends one day to play on the skeleton-like ruins of the old boats. So it's like a boat graveyard. (laughs) Okay. Yes, clearly. Where we all spent our childhoods. (laughs) He remembered thinking that day, none of these boats even compared to the large speedboat his family had. Right, Jay? Rich rich people have speed boots. Speed boots? Speed boots. boots. Canadian version. (laughs) The wooden bridge echoed as Jay sprinted over it. He expected to hear another set of footsteps behind him, but it was silent. He didn't dare look over his shoulder again in case his pursuer was too close. The treehouse was only a hundred or so yards away. The branches of various types of trees gave the small hut-like home a cover of camouflage, and Jay could only make the shape of the house out as he stood at the bottom of the rope ladder. And he couldn't help thinking that the treehouse was nothing like the large treehouse that his family had. <laughs> Jay started to climb. As he got to the second run, not very far, he felt a large, strong hand on his shoulder. It yanked him down from the ladder, and luckily Jay landed on his feet. It was only two rungs up. Like, I think it's... Yeah, not too bad, really. Yeah. Oh, unless I mean second rung from the top? But then that's a really large arm that's pulled him down. Yeah, no, yeah. I think... So I guess if you were pulled down heftily, heavily, strongly... Either of those. Yes, yes. all of those things. <laughs> I could see you sort of maybe landing on your feet and then falling on your bum. Yeah, yeah. It yanked him down from the ladder, but luckily Jay landed on his feet. He was now standing just a few centimetres away from his father. <gasps> oh, so is this a flashback then to Jay's childhood? It is, and can Ooh. we have a flashback to whatever Jay's dad's voice was? Because I can't remember. I don't remember either. Was it me doing a generic deep voice? <laughs> as, as yours go to? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh... Okay, we definitely didn't spend half an hour trying to find out what Jay's dad sounded Absolutely like in season not. one. And as it turns out, it's Dr. Claw from the Inspector <laughs> Gadget, basically. Ah, the magic of editing. <laughs> Here we go, back on with the episode. He was now standing just a few centimetres away from his father. When I was your age, lad. His father began. I was taught discipline with a buckle on a leather belt. And oh. apparently taught to smoke 40 a day. <laughs> that sounds so much more sinister with that voice. Mm. I, yeah, I was taught discipline with a, uh, with a buckle and a leather belt. I mean, you could almost make that sound jolly. You make it sound like you're going to murder him. I mean, didn't he try that? Yeah, but this is a flashback, so oh, it would okay. have been after. Okay. Dad! Jay started to say, his voice quivering. Why do I have to tidy my room when we've got maids to do it for us? That's what? the real worry he has. Not, <laughs> not the, the domestic violence, but the... <laughs> cleaning his room. <laughs> also, how difficult is it from, to go from Jay's dad to Jay's I voice? <laughs> well, I'm a skilled voice actor. Right, of course. Years of training. Yeah. You can definitely tell how they're related, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think when Jay was born, uh, his father was there, and he was like, yes, my son, and then it was like, Wah! and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to kill him one day. <laughs> 
Jay's dad extended his foot and kicked Jay down to the mud and autumn leaves. Get your ass back home right now and clean up that shithole before I take my belt to you, boy. For the second time that day, Jay started to run from his dad. Only this time his feet were stuck in the mud. No matter how much he wriggled, he was unable to get his legs free. Man, I forgot how much of a dickhead Jay's dad was. He was a, he was a dick. Yeah, yeah. Explains a lot, really, doesn't it? <laughs> he watched as his father started to remove the large leather belt from his expensive Armani suit. No, Dad! Jay pleaded, curling up into a ball. Dad, please, no! Dad! When did this show become so harrowing? <laughs> no, right. I mean, like, the episode ended and then like burning dead bodies of normal policemen. <laughs> and this, this one happens, opens with child abuse. <laughs> What happened? I feel like these things have been in there before. It's just you were less competent at actually dealing with them. I mean, Chip sacrificing himself heroically to save the world isn't on the par of Jay's dad beating him with a belt. True. Just <laughs> <laughs> got to shovel that in <laughs> every opportunity. I guess, it's like I've been sponsored by this version of Chip. To get, <laughs> yeah, every time there's an episode, I have to say it was a heroic sacrifice. He's got one of those like marketing companies that... <laughs> CT Industries. Yeah, change the image of disgraced <laughs> celebrities. Jay wondered if he had screamed. People coming out of horrible nightmares often did. He was breathing hard, just like in the dream. Dreams are a, a place I seem to be going a lot in this season. Mm. Like Louise had one as well. Didn't Chip have one at one point as well? Possibly. Maybe. I feel like maybe you were keeping a, a dream journal. Maybe of all the times Jay's dad beat me with a belt <laughs> and I went to hell. And all the times that evil ninjas tried to kill you. <laughs> his breathing was hard, just like in the dream. He checked the alarm clock that rested on his bedside table. 8.49, it flashed in bright red neon lights. I feel like an alarm clock that flashes the light in bright red neon lights <laughs> is maybe not the best. This is why he's having so many nightmares. <laughs> His alarm is actually his dad going, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> Jay wiped the sweat from his forehead and decided to get up. He didn't usually like getting up before noon, especially nowadays, but he didn't want to sleep anymore in case any more memories of his father decided to present themselves. The mansion seemed quiet as Jay walked down its long halls. Bits of wallpaper and chips in the paint still remained after the samurais had attacked. <laughs> so they just, well, they went for the wallpaper. Like, it's like, this is shit. <laughs> We're, We're going to redecorate your mansion. <laughs> Builders from hell. It had been one of the many battles Jay fought with the gang and survived, but he couldn't help but think he had been lucky too many times before. As Jay reached the lobby, he realised that everyone was out. Not for the first time, he had been left out of the loop and was alone. Do you feel like this is going to be a very Jay-centric episode? Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's going to leave. Maybe that's where Transatlantic, Atlantic comes from. Oh, maybe he no. just leaves the, the gang and then they realise, oh no, we need Jay because a reason. And they beg him to come back. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because there's been a running thread throughout this season that Jay's been very isolated from the group and has, yeah. you know, been left out of things. And it kind of stems from him and Louise falling out. Yeah. But he hasn't really... Fought. I mean, obviously, Chip, you can understand the divide there. Yeah, yeah, Him yeah. and Shinokai have been close, or Tifa. Mm. And MC's already kind of bullied him, I guess. But, yeah. like, the idea is, like, I mean, what has MC really got against Jay? Apart from the fact maybe he's just distracted with the whole samurai thing now and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically just MC being a dick. Yeah, as as per usual. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember when he was mean to Chip? <laughs> <laughs> he headed for the kitchen and made himself a cup of coffee. The dream had awakened his senses to everything he had had when he was rich. 
expensive Colombian coffee being one of those perks. I can't tell if this was written before, like, nice coffee was actually quite easy oh, to get. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, well, I mean, I never had nice coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least there's one thing no one could ever take away from me. Jay thought as he marched into the living room, television remote in hand. My music! Why is the remote for the television not in the living room where the television is? That's a very good point. Maybe he has a spare <laughs> on him at all times. <laughs> Just his, his remote. Exactly. Also, I'm surprised it's not in the lobby. <laughs> he flicked to the channel he loved the most. The one that showed music videos all morning long where he could see his favourite heavy metal bands performing like the rock gods they were. If this is uh, back when MTV actually played music videos, it really is set a long time in the past. Yeah, exactly. This dates it, right? Yeah. Also, I feel like it'd be more Kerrang than... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And in fact, I think, I'm sure you mentioned Kerrang before. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I got sponsorship from them, but they dropped us. But there was a problem. There were no guitars, no drums, and no long-haired crazed singers shouting down a microphone. Jay was shocked to three people. Wait, he's what? so shocked. <laughs> he's as shocked as three shocked people put together. I feel like I might be missing a word there. Maybe C. Yeah. Yeah. Jay was shocked to three people sitting around a table talking politics. Oh no. He made sure it was the right channel. Sure enough, three people in suits talking about the elections back in England had ruined Jay's morning. Because that's what they show in Tokyo. <laughs> Coverage of the, <laughs> the British uh, elections. He decided to stick with it in case they suddenly realised how boring this was. And but the music video's back on. <laughs> and but the music video's back on. So you think Mr. Johnson has a strong chance of being re-elected? The blonde woman said, trying to convince the viewing audience that she was all interested. So this is set in a dystopian future where Boris Johnson has been elected Oh my once. God. And he, Boris Johnson is the fucking main villain for He's this. He's the big bad. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I might be psychic or oh can God. see into the future, whatever that's called. Visions. Yes. Ah. <laughs> You're going to have Shina Khan appear and be like, Chip, you must stop Boris from being elected. Come Chip with me to Brexit. train for a year. <laughs> P.S. Don't go evil, please. Well, I mean, all would be forgiven for Chip if he stopped Brexit, right? That's and stop the Tories. What's a hero? Oh my God, this sentence. The man wearing a blue flower on his suit jacket went on to talk about what, how the Prime Minister was looking forward to another four years in charge and how he would make his impact on the world. What, how? What, how? <laughs> That's how we got elected. It just so, confused everyone. It's like, what did he say? I don't know. Let's just vote for him. So tell me, how, what, how? <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> Jay pressed the mute button as he heard a sound. Someone was in the lobby. Probably trying to get through all that fucking furniture. He waited, not knowing whether to make a dash for the front door or to hide. There was always the option to fight. But if it was some more SWAT members, then he'd be better off with the first two options. So again, just planting these seeds for mm. Mr. Johnson, who's the Prime Minister of England? Apparently. Wales, not in Scotland. I like how <laughs> it was England as well. It was like America <laughs> yeah, yeah. <or laughs> Japan, the country they're actually in. Yeah. Hmm. So we think the big bad, Boris Johnson, has somehow going to influence a chief inspector in Tokyo, Japan, for evil reasons. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But before he could decide on what course of action to take, Chip entered the living room. He looked tired, despite the amount of time he spent in his bedroom. Jay thought he almost looked too rested. A lifetime in hell would probably do that thing to you. That's confusing. So he looks tired, 
but too rested. And he looks too rested because of his lifetime in hell. I mean, it's so relaxing, you know, just <laughs> smooth all day, getting massages. It's basically like a lifetime being in a sauna, right? Yeah. Morning. Chip said cautiously. Jay didn't reply, so Chip tried again. At the advice of Shinno Khan, he should try and mix with his friends more. As he had put it to his master, they were no longer friends. Because of what Louise said to him. Also, they're trying to murder them. But it's because of what Louise said yeah, to him. what a bitch, yeah. honestly. You watching the politics show? He asked Jay, who was staring at the television with intense concentration. Yeah? Jay replied bluntly. What's wrong with that? Chip edged down in the armchair. I just didn't put you down for that calibre. Who would you vote for? The question sounded lame in Chip's head. He had said it anyway, trying to avoid any awkward silences. Do you think Jay has inherited his father's uh, politics? So he's like a massive right-winger, do you think? Yeah. I don't know, he likes heavy metal. Are heavy metal right-wingers? I think they're no, kind of no, all right. That's true. They? Except for like the Nazi punks, I guess. Oh, like Kid Rock? Oh, oh yeah, he's a Republican. Yeah, what a dick. Anyway, get off track. <laughs> Jay stood up and turned to face Chip. His bad day wasn't getting any better. Where do you get off on all this? Jay asked furiously. Well, he's just going for it, isn't he? <laughs> the line of questioning took Chip back. Jay continued. I mean, first you're good, then you go evil and try to kill all your friends. Now you reckon you're good again? Did you just wake up one morning and decide, oh, I don't think I'll kill anyone today? Jay, I... You're an animal, Chip. MC should have sent you straight back to hell the day you came back. Whoa, Jay <coughs> finally saying what I think everyone has wanted to say to <laughs> yeah. Chip. But saying it because there's no the music. tragic hero, Chip, <laughs> who died, who sacrificed himself. All of that aside, <laughs> I mean, Chip did raise a massive hell beast to destroy the world and try and kill his friends. <clears throat> and no one's ever really kind of said anything. Mm. But now it's Jay that has finally exploded on him mm. and said everything what everyone's thinking. And he did it because politics was on the Kerrang. <laughs> That's what he's really angry about. <laughs> he went to walk out of the living room door, but Chip used his ninja speed that had been increasing with every day gone by and covered the exit with his arm. Jay looked up at the slightly taller man and said, What? You're going to threaten to kill? Cut me up? Kill, cut me up. <laughs> In that what order. How? <laughs> what how are you going to kill, cut me up? I'll just forget I saved your life the other day. Chip growled. Jay ducked under Chip's arm and headed upstairs to his bedroom. That's it. Jay decided on the way up. I'm off out. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a stupid thing now. Everything seems dumb. Like, he'll cut me up, <laughs> what, how, off, out. Well, so if he's going outside, if he's going outside, why is he going up to his bedroom? Maybe he's going to get his jacket because it's chilly outside. He probably needs to get dressed. It doesn't sound like he's been dressed yet. That's so. true. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. Chip punched a hole in the door panel in frustration. Like a moody teenager. <laughs> I like the whole sort of like, why won't they know I'm good anymore? Ah! <laughs> the cafe was brimming with high-paid Tokyo chairmen, stockbrokers and bank managers. <laughs> like, who's rich and powerful? <laughs> stockbrokers, bank managers. <laughs> Business people. The cafe was brimming with high-paid Tokyo chairmen, stockbrokers and bank managers, all sitting on the outside table and chairs, despite the chill of winter starting to make its way inwards. 
Wealthy tourists read the parts of the menu that were in the native tongue, a sign that the cafe was indeed pulling the right kind of people. So not Japanese people, is what you're Unless they're say. rich. Yeah. So it's chairman, rich. stockbrokers, bank managers and wealthy tourists. Yes. What is this place? <laughs> Everywhere you looked, there were Armani suites... The furniture. The furniture was... <laughs> Armani sofas and armchairs. Everywhere you looked, there were Armani suites and Gucci dresses. Even the waitresses wore uniforms that would set a normal man back a weekly wage. <laughs> Brilliant. The food, although delicious, came in tiny portions and was prepared by a famous television chef in full public view. Just well building MC, just well building this place, know, you know. I know. What, what what do fancy things have? Uh, small portions. Some there's there's Jamie Oliver there <laughs> making tiny little Cornish pasties for everyone. Sitting on his Armani suite. <laughs> Jay watched as the chef pulled on his huge white hat and posed for some newspaper photographers. Ah. Huge like imagine like something like ridiculously like a big. Cartoon. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He'd come here all the time when he first came to Tokyo, working for his father's billion-pound company. He'd often brought potential clients here to wine and dine them, trying to prove that their firm was the way to go. Do we ever establish what their firm does? I mean, they invested business. in every known crime. So, is all that the three business? three or four of them. <laughs> Ever since Jay had joined forces with MC, Chip and Louise, he'd never found the time to come back here. He looked around at the people he used to mix with and started to reminisce about old times. Fuck, I use that word a lot. You, yeah. Reminisce is back. It's, it's the thing where you discover a new word and then you just use it all the time. Pretty much, pretty much. Of course, they were all boring, but their favourite topic of conversation was money. And that had been Jay's number one priority at the time. Now he helped people who were suffering. He fought for good and protected the innocent. Oh, who am I kidding? Jay thought as he sipped his overpriced imported coffee. I'm the guy who gets their coffee. I don't fight. I obey orders. Oh, poor Jay. But I, I'm not even sure they trust him to get the coffee, so his, his ego is still a bit too high <laughs> about his uh, standing within the group. The waitress came over and placed a saucer with the bill onto the table. That's how posh this place is, MC. They put their bills on, on a saucer. saucer. Amazing. <laughs> uh. She smiled at Jay, thinking him to be rich and expecting a good tip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jay smiled back, prepared to play along. But as he picked up the bill and studied it, he realised that she would not be getting her tip, nor would the owner, the immensely popular TV chef, be getting any money from Jay. The final total for a cup of coffee and a cheese sandwich was at least three times the amount of money Jay had in his wallet. That's what happens when you get Gordon Ramsay <laughs> to make your cheese sandwich. <laughs> And the kettle as well. It's just Nescafe, it's just instant, but... How much do we think this coffee and cheese sandwich at this, like, five-star Michelin restaurant has cost, Jay? I don't know. <laughs> I can quasi-understand maybe the sandwich if it's, like, some super artisan-constructed thing. Yeah, maybe really posh, like, bread that's yeah. baked fresh or something. Still, yeah. it's a cheese sandwich yeah. and a cup of coffee. He picked up the menu, which was made of cheap paper, but made to look pretty by the hard-crafted design on it. Okay. Jay started to rip strips from the menu and place them under the bill. He took the saucer back up to the till and left the quaff quaff quaffy the quaffy quickly. <laughs> oh dear, I think the series has broken me. I think so. He took the saucer back up to the till and left the cafe quickly. 
is a cafe. I thought it was... Was it a cafe or was it a restaurant? No, it was established as a cafe. Oh, okay, fair enough. But a Michelin-style cafe run by a famous TV chef with chairman, stockbrokers, <laughs> and businessmen that do cheese sandwiches that are really expensive. <laughs> Pay attention, MC. God. How could I not keep up? It's <laughs> all labelled so clearly. Uh... I like he hasn't done the dash and dine either. He's pretended to pay the bill, thinking they wouldn't just look at the strips of like menu he's ripped off. I'm going to assume there's uh, the 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 staff wouldn't be so crass as to take the saucer immediately. Also, ah. they're hoping that the, he won't stick around for his change, so that way ah. they get a tip. Yeah, you've definitely worked in hospitality before. <laughs> as soon as he was out, his quick paced walk turned into a sprint. He didn't stop until we were sure the chef wasn't following him. <laughs> oh no, Jamie Oliver's chasing me. <laughs> Oi, mate, mate. <laughs> you forgot to pay your bill. Oi, Geeva. How am I supposed to help all the school children if you won't pay for your tea sandwich? <laughs> oh my God, we're going to get sued by Jamie Oliver. Oh God. Uh, he hid in an alley and waited for a few minutes. His back pressed against the cold brick wall. Then... Jay felt something else digging into his back. A Japanese voice told him to slowly reach for his wallet and hand it over. Jay did as he was told and handed the mugger his wallet, hoping this wasn't the day he was due to die. The mugger inspected the wallet, happy there was money inside. He hit Jay on the nose with the butt of the gun and ran away. Seems needless that you got your wallet, mate. Like, come on. Jay picked himself up and pinched his nose, trying to stop the flow of blood from his nostrils. It was no good. His black t-shirt now appeared darker as the blood dripped down it. With no money and no transport, Jay started the walk back to the mansion. Man, Jay is having a shit day. Yeah, he really is. First, I mean, there was politics on the Kerrang channel. I know, that was the worst thing. <laughs> and then he got angry at Chip. And then Gordon Ramsay chased him down the street, <laughs> yelling at him to pay for his cheese sandwich. Uh, how come with zombies there is always blood, guts or slime in this case? Louise asked as she examined her white t-shirt that was now a shade of orange thanks to the demon she and MC had just killed. Lesson number one of being a ninja. MC said, Always wear clothes that don't have dry clean only on the label. I mean, it's pretty good advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's been a whole thing about how his like leather jacket got messed up because of guts and slime That's and stuff. That's true. So That's very true. He's learned his lesson. Maybe, Every ninja has to learn this. Maybe he takes it off first before he fights. Ah. But then he wouldn't look as cool as it billowed. Like, That's know, very true. Yeah. Maybe Shin Khan should incorporate this into the training. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. like laundry. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you try bicarbonate under soda and lemon juice. <laughs> Louise sighed and threw the T-shirt into the dustbin, not even bothering to try and wash it. So what do you think the zombie was up to? Zombie? Chip asked as he joined Louise and MC in the lobby. Yeah, Louise replied. We got a call early this morning from a woman, from a women in the Tokyo National Park saying a strange creature was terrorising people. Do you think Tokyo National Park is a real thing, or did I just make that up? Yes, Mm. of course it's real. (laughs) So I like, I guess at this point, people know that if they're supernatural shenanigans, they call these guys. I guess so. They seem to have like a business established because they had like a company credit card and things. Yeah, that's true. I think they've got like an ad on the telly or something. Do you need any help? We killed it. MC said. He knew what Chip was trying to do by talking to them and just trying to rework his way back into the group, but MC wasn't ready for that just yet. Well, how about I give you an extra pair of hands for the research, you know? See if we can discover what it might have been doing in the park? No, I don't think we need to. Oh, okay. MC and Chip simultaneously folded their arms. Oh yeah, there's tension here. (laughs) 
sexual tension. <laughs> they folded their arms over their groins. <laughs> but if you do need anything, Chip started to say. We don't. And if we did, what makes you think I would come to you? MC let his thoughts out. <laughs> he went into thought mode. <laughs> and he opened the cage door and they all came flooding out. You know what? I don't know what you want from me. I'm trying real hard here. You know I've changed, but you refuse to give me a chance to prove myself. Chip had had enough of the crap he'd been taking from people today. What about the woman you let die? Did you prove yourself to her? Ooh, MC, savage. Yeah. Also, it's weird that he went for the woman MC Chip was trying to help rather than like all the people he killed previously. Maybe you're sort of starting off with the, the I don't want to say smaller stuff, but the <laughs> less personal or world-ending stuff. Well, I think, I don't know if this is more personal because Chip was trying to help but failed. Oh, he's talking about the other day. Yes, from the right, previous episodes. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. MC and Chip started to stare each other out. Louise was afraid a fight was about to break out there and then inside the lobby. Great, she thought. Just what this place needs. Another vicious battle. But before anything else happened, Jay walked in through the front door. Everyone saw the state of his face. MC looked up at Chip, who said, This isn't over. We're going to have a talk one of these days. He headed upstairs, not really caring about what happened to Jay. <laughs> Is this how he ingratiates himself back <laughs> with his friends? By not caring about them when they come home covered in blood. Also, what are they going to talk about? Chip going to be like, look, I know I killed a bunch of people, but I'm trying really hard here, okay? <laughs> MC did, however. He trotted over to his friend who had dry blood all over his t-shirt and hands. What happened? You ran into a lamppost? Louise said sarcastically as she went into the living room. Wow, she is really uncaring at this mm. point. Like, the man is bleeding, like... <laughs> Jay fought the urge to say something back. The throbbing pain in his forehead wouldn't stand for a shouting session with Louise just now. I got mugged! He said to MC, who was now at his side. MC guided Jay to one of the lobby chairs. Did they take anything? Just my wallet! And my pride. Jay thought. Well, obviously you put up a good fight to get your face like that. MC said triumphantly. Um, actually, I pretty much let him have it. Why? He had a gun. And? <laughs> I think maybe... Jesus! <laughs> you know when someone becomes rich and they forget what it's like to be poor? Yeah. It's kind of like when someone's been a ninja for so long. Ninja privilege. <laughs> and? If someone put a gun to my face, I would have first taken this wrist like this, and then... MC proceeded to give a three-minute demonstration about how he would have disarmed the robber. Jesus, like... <laughs> MC's really lost touch with the common man, hasn't know, he? Right. <laughs> He's and then do a triple backflip, <laughs> take out your shuriken. Use your ninja mode. <laughs> Jay wondered how long it would be until he got some medical attention. MC finished and stood over the pretend defeatist. Defeatist. <laughs> pretend defeatist. Not a real defeatist. Jay hasn't quite worked his way up to a real defeatist yet. Come on, Jay. I'll show you how to do it. Jay stood up and walked over to MC. Right, now aim a pretend gun at me. MC! It's okay, I'm not going to hurt you. I want to go home. MC looked at the bloody Jay. But you are home. No, I mean back to England. For good. <gasps> and that's where we're going to end Transatlantic Part 1. Ooh, cliffhanger. Wow, I know, I know. Wow. It's good that you've been building up to it, and now we see the sort of culmination of Jay's yeah. alienation from the gang. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's all come to this. He's decided he wants to leave Tokyo and the mansion and the gang. And really, who can blame him? Pretty much. For like two and a half years, seasons, how long this has been going on for, all he's done is put up with abuse from people and, you know, he's been Attempts left out. on his life yeah. as well. All the fucking supernatural shit that's going on. Exactly. All the times monsters and people have tried to kill him. <laughs> Um, fair play, Jay. I would fuck off as well, I yeah, think, at that much. point. He's literally like, I want to go back to England where my father abused me for years and years. But no, that's it. He's out. He's gone. Is his dad dead? I can't remember. No, I think he sneakily got away at some point. Uh, I right. think. One of the fans will let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's where the transatlantic thing is. I guess in part two of this episode, we'll kind of see maybe his journey back to England. If he does go home, maybe he'll change his mind due to events. Maybe it'll be like... He'll be super useful to the gang and they won't mm. be able to do things without him. <laughs> I hope so. I hope MC realises he's been a dick to him. I hope yeah. Chip realises he tried to kill him. Yeah. And I hope Louise realises that it's probably not worth whatever their beef was. Like, yeah. They're just annoyed by each other. So maybe yeah. they can patch <laughs> things up as well. And maybe Tifa will be like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> But as ever, this was more of a setup kind of as always, episode as yeah. always. And very Jay, you know, centric. It's good. It's good that he's in the the forefront now. Because yeah. I think yeah. the danger would have been now that everyone else has superpowers, he would just be. Oh, and there's Jay there. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of makes sense. Mm. It's like I've. Oh my god. What's that? was this like the one well plotted thing in the whole show? You peaked at this point. <laughs> it was as all downhill. A writer. Yeah. yeah, I'm worse now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, if you have any theories or ideas about what you think Jay is going to do or where he's going to go or how this episode is going to end, um, there are numerous ways you can get in touch with us, mm. MC. If you didn't know already, <laughs> you can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. And if you can remember what happened to Jay's dad, please tweet us <laughs> at How I Ripped Off. And if you want to know uh, who the hell Jay's dad is and what he's done previously, you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. And I sound I said SoundCloud wrong again. I can't say fucking it's, SoundCloud. People know the words, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> And also leave us a rating and a review. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. And we will love you forever. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week, I guess, for mm. Transatlantic Part 2.